As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On our 36th episode, we will be discussing life hacks and do-it-yourself tactics that you can practice while we continue to be in the middle of this pandemic. Um, we have a special guest named Lavender T today. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Thank you. Um, and she's going to basically share her experience with us as an interior designer and just talk about different lifestyle hacks that you've kind of, you know, worked through and that could help us and our listeners. And um, at Lavender Tea, we've also known each other for how many years now? Definitely over a decade, <laughs> for sure. Over a decade, we went to high school together in the Bronx. Shout out to the BX. Hey. Sorry, Earl Grey. <laughs> I'm from Queens, so. That's all right. We're all New Yorkers here. <laughs> um, so why don't you tell us a little, a little about yourself, and then we're going to dive into some questions. Sure. So I am a New York native, Bronx born and raised, of mm-hmm. course, as you mentioned. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've always really been a creative person, but I think, after a few years, I really discovered that interior design was my passion. I wanted to be an architect when I started out, but, mm. you know, I didn't really want to be responsible for all the things that can go wrong, <laughs> yeah. and I really like to beautify spaces, and especially in a city like New York, it's yep. all about functionality and storage. Yes. So, Very five true. years ago, I started my business, and I started working with homeowners, then renters, then I realized small businesses also need a lot of help with design, too. Mm-hmm. So I've just been exploring those avenues and designing some really cool spaces. Nice. And what's the name of your, your business? Tiny Studio Design. Hey, so then we're definitely going to have you talk about that a little bit more later. 
Um, but since you mentioned like being a creative person and liking to kind of redesign homes, especially in New York City, and all of us here are from New York City. Um, so since like being in the middle of this pandemic, a lot of our homes have been kind of like transformed into workplaces because most of us are working from remotely, depending on like your occupation. So what are some tips that you have like to make your apartment a little bit more of a creative workspace because, you know, I feel like most of us live in a pretty tight quarters. Yeah. The apartments (laughs) in New York city are pretty pretty, small. They're not too glamorous unless you got really lucky or you're, you know, with someone else in a bigger space. But yeah, what would you say would be some great tips for that? Well, you know, I think, the special thing about New York is every apartment is a little bit different, right? We mm-hmm. don't have too many cookie-cutter spaces. So it's really about making the space comfortable for you, right? So I think really deal with aromatherapy, get some cool lighting, and get a comfortable chair, you know? Mm-hmm. Get a cool desk space and really just create a zone where that's what you do. So if it's your coffee table, then, you know, I have a tray by my coffee table where I have, like, a little cup, my little mug, some teas that I like, mm-hmm. and a candle that I like when I do my research for design. Ooh, I love candles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Palm tea loves her candles. Actually, funny story about candles. I saw this morning, they're really popular now, candles in the shape of a woman's body. Have mm. you seen them? I have, yes. Oh, I'm dying to get one. <laughs> I'm like, don't spend money, but I also want this candle. You know what? Some of them are a little more uh, graphic than others. <laughs> That's true. They had like pregnant ones too. Wow. I, ha- I honestly haven't seen that. But I think, honestly, go for it, really. Like, splurge on that item because you're going to have it for a little bit and it's really gonna change up the way that you experience your space because that's what it's about when we go to work every day we're having a different experience we're in a different environment so when you're at home it's really about changing up your space to create or recreate that work environment where you can think and function and type for god knows how many hours you do Mm-hmm. Facts. Where did you see those candles? With the I have to tag you. Yeah. There, there's a couple, but I saw one this morning because someone reposted it. Yeah, I feel like people are going to be listening to this. Like, of course, Earl Grey <laughs> saw this random candle on Instagram. I'll send it to you. But it looked. You know what I liked about it? I think I was explaining it to a friend. I feel like it looked more like a piece of decor as opposed to just mm. seeing like graphic. the typical. Yeah, like the typical can't. You know. But I love all candles. However, <laughs> I all li- candles matter. <laughs> Especially if they're a bit voluptuous. Yeah, exactly. I would like a man, like a... I'm with you on that. I'm I haven't with you. seen that yet. Like a chest, like a good chiseled oh, chest no, candle. You, I thought you were talking about you wanted the entire... Body. Oh, well, No, just like a different part of a man's body shaped into a candle would be really interesting. Are we still talking about work? <laughs> I have yet to see the, the male <laughs> but you know, I'll keep an eye out for a man's uh, part of his body, yes, so that you can get it. Chiseled, Shout out to chiseled, chiseled chest, to be exact. <laughs> I'm sure Candles. you can find someone on Etsy who makes that pretty special. Very you can true. make a custom order. That it's going to be a little bit more pricey, though. <laughs> exactly. They be like, "How chiseled do you want it?" I'm like, "Just make it as affordable as possible, please." She's going to end up with a, it's just a round, round, no. <laughs> A round man. Uh, how about right. just a one pack? How much is that? <laughs> right? Disappointing. Uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> uh, 
So, yeah, um, I think on top of those candles or to uh, build on top of that, mm-hmm. really, you know, visual interest is big for me, too. I have different art in my workspace than I do everywhere else. I don't have any words anywhere in my house, but I have quotes up mm. near my desk because that really inspires me and helps to keep me going. So, mm. you know, if you can have anything visual, even if it's just rearranging things that are already in your space, you know, just put a blue book and a blue candle and, you know, a blue scarf on a table. Put, you know, some greenery in your space. And definitely, definitely plants. I like that idea because I have um, words of affirmation, like, sprinkled in different parts of my apartment, like, in the bathroom, because I feel like when you wake up, that's one of the first places you go. And I have, like, a quote there next to the mirror. And then I have, I think, one on, like, the dining table or something. But And then I think one in my room. So, yeah, I have quotes (laughs) just, like, sprinkled around for, like, motivation. That's a good idea. I like the idea about – I don't do this enough, but I told myself that when I move, I'll get in the habit of switching things up. I have a lot of friends who, like, actually, like, move their – bed around move if they can yeah uh, which isn't always the case <laughs> left wall or right wall right <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely makes like a difference or again i saw a woman who organized all she had a nice bookshelf and she organized um excuse me color coded all yeah. the books and that mm. made a big difference because she didn't have that prior and it looked really nice yeah, it's definitely, you know, pleasant to be able to rest your eyes somewhere, especially when you're thinking, you know. You're not always in action typing or doing or writing or making. Sometimes we're just brainstorming, you know, and our yeah. spaces need to be able to accommodate that as well. Agreed. So what do you guys, I'm curious to know, how do you organize yourselves in preparation to come here? <laughs> oh, you threw me off. <laughs> I was not expecting you to be asking me a question. I was just curious. It's like, have you here? You know, I'm really interested. And like I said, it's always a unique thing when you deal with interior design. So I'm just curious as to how you guys, you know, you've come up with quotes. What about you? How have you kind of? In terms of for the, I mean, well, we we put together, like I added in any questions that I had. You're talking about like for the actual episode or today, like prepping for the day. I think she means today, right? I mean, (laughs) or in general, in general and for today. So we came here today, right? Uh I know I prepared certain things. I put my selfie stick in my bag. I put a notebook, Mm. a pen. And honestly, uh, I have this bracelet that my mom made and I kind of carry it for good luck. So like this is my work vibe when I'm on the go. Mm. Interesting. Um, I either have to have water or coffee. Today I have water. Um, Brought my computer. Uh, I'll look at typically um, before... We usually promote the episode, and so I'll look at just, like, things that, like, feedback that we got, just yeah. so. I, I see you got a pretty glamorous pen there. <laughs> yeah. It's I've been eyeing pen. that thing all day. <laughs> yeah, I have a pretty nice pen. I have a notepad on me. Um, again, as long as I have my coffee, I'm pretty good. Okay. <laughs> so you had another question. Yeah, I was curious. So um, what is a life hack that could help you create a better work-life uh, work-life balance. I feel like that's an issue now that we work from home. That, yeah. like, even if you create, like, let's say you have an area of your apartment where you're working, even if you kind of create it and have a candle, it doesn't always um, doesn't always give you the balance that you need because mm-hmm. you're still interacting with that space when you're not working. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that challenging because I feel like sometimes I'll be working past when I usually work. Or I'll be, like, checking things when I take a break and I'm not setting myself 
to take breaks yeah. the way that I should, like when I was back in the office. Ah, I see. Okay. Well, I think for one, it's definitely, you know, about personalization. It's really, really, really about making it a space that you enjoy and a space that you can easily switch up when you're ready to enjoy something else. So I enjoy what I do for work. Not everybody does, but it shouldn't be an experience that's really hard for you to get to, right? Because then you're dragging out and people end up spending more time working on things because they were procrastinating in the first place. I know I'm guilty of that sometimes, but really I think it, it's about, you know, if you have a certain ambiance that you like, a certain type of music that you like. I have um, a Bluetooth speaker that I keep by my desk that I take with me around the house as I'm doing stuff, but when I'm working, I only listen to lo-fi music. Mm. I only have my lights um, on a warm glow. Mm. And I will actually take plants from the window in the kitchen and put it by my desk. Oh, that's smart. That's interesting. It's, okay. You know, it's just all about changing up the energy. Yeah, because I've noticed, like, um, I mainly work from my couch. And I notice when, and I try to, like, preserve light energy and all that. So I have all the lights off and I just have, a, like, a little lamp on. Okay. And I feel like throughout the day, that lamp light is just really bothering me. Mm-hmm. And plus the, the screen, like, the um, the brightness of the screen from my computer. Yeah. So what what would you suggest to maybe kind of help me be in a... In a help my i guess eyesight or help the <laughs> what, what 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 light suggestions would you have for that sure 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 if someone's trying to preserve their content bill well <laughs> to be honest there's some pretty innovative things you can do there's a lot of battery powered lights mm-hmm. that are marketed right now you can even find these at home depot and they have some pretty cute ones. You can put that in your space if you want to keep Con Ed off your back. And, you know, if not, honestly, there's a lot of people who enjoy candles. And uh, not just candles, but perhaps a, like a lantern. Or have you seen these uh, holders for candles where it uh, increases the glow? Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen mm. those. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. if you need something bright, I would honestly say get yourself um, a bar. They sell these bars that you can put underneath your kitchen cabinets. But really, you can put that underneath a bookshelf. You can put that anywhere. They have clip lights as well. You can clip that to your computer. Save energy. Waste the double A, but, you know, (laughs) maybe help your eyesight a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying for you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Or you could get those glasses that people have. The blue light glasses. The blue light glasses. Oh, okay. Those are cute. And they're pretty inexpensive. I don't know if they're that helpful, but I know a lot of people during quarantine bought them. Yeah. Have you seen the app Flux? I used to use that at my uh, at one of my jobs uh, to basically and even when I had my old computer. Mm-hmm. So the way it works is like it's throughout it kind of starts out showing you a certain amount of light from your computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then as the day goes on, it kind of decreases that. Right. So your mm-hmm. eye is like getting adjusting, used. Yeah. Exactly. Adjusting. Um, and I did use that. I don't know why I didn't download it on my newer one yeah. uh, from work, but I did used to use that. I liked it, but then at times I feel like, what if I was doing a report at the end of the day and I wanted that full? That was the only thing. Like, I wanted sure. to set it. Certain, oh, for a certain time. Yeah, because yeah. certain things, I think it, it, you don't need the like the most optimal light from your computer. But then at other times, you may need it. It's true. So even if it happens to be, then I guess maybe the bigger picture should be maybe you shouldn't be working on something where you need the most optimal light at yeah. that time. Perhaps, but perhaps. that's not always the way things work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good idea. I might try that app because I feel like I've just been annoyed with like 
Because I, I have a job where I have to stay yeah, kind of stationary and, st- and stare at the screen for a little bit. But I'm going to try that. Do you take breaks? I've been forcing myself to take breaks. Um, we spoke about this on like an earlier episode just about the impact of COVID. Oh, yeah. And I literally, in the when this first started, I felt like my job was like pinging me at all hours of the day. And that was throwing me off and I was getting kind of stressed out. So I had to force myself to block out at least an hour out of the day. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm disconnected from my computer. I either have music on in the background or I have the TV on, but I'm just like... Not thinking about work for that one hour. I've got one for you. Have you seen these light switches? You can plug them in, or I have one that I just put right on top. It's magnetic, so it sticks right on top of my light switch, and it's set to a timer. So it's like a little visual reminder, like, hey, do something else for a minute. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Don't fry your brain. Yeah, take notes for this. Where did you get that one? So I actually have a friend. Her parents are both deaf. So they have special accommodations in their home so that, for example, when someone rings the doorbell or when something happens, the lights flicker instead of a sound happening. Oh, oh that's very creative and resourceful. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> Did you have another question? Um, I think, yeah, I just had one about, um, like, what would be a good way to kind of, like, help make your apartment space a little bit bigger like i'll give an example because like you said earlier not all new york city apartments obviously look the same you've been to my apartment i have like a shared uh kitchen and living room yeah um so everything is in one place the couch and right then you look straight ahead (laughs) and you see the stove (laughs) and then to the right you see the sink um but even though it's like a comfortable space everything's like kind of in one area so what would be like a suggestion to kind of make that appear bigger or be a little bit more comfortable. Yeah, uh, I think definitely with small spaces, you want to do a kind of fun visual eye trick. Just go as far up and down as you can and as far left and right as you can. So what I mean by that is if you can get curtains to go from floor to ceiling, Mm. that will definitely help you to just kind of view your space differently. Your eye will naturally travel around the room more interesting, especially if there's a pop of color in different places. You know, if you have some, like, gorgeous emerald green curtains or something along those lines, you know, that can really just give you somewhere to look that right. isn't the kitchen sink. <laughs> right? <laughs> and area one. rugs always help as well. Even if it's a tiny space, even if it's a tiny rug, it kind of helps to just visually separate one area from the other. Hmm. That's a good idea. I do have teal and gray um, curtains. Oh, there you not, go. Not emerald green, but <laughs> teal. She's like, we were we working towards that emerald green. <laughs> Listen, next time I come, we'll, we'll see about see. that. I might bring you some fabric samples. <laughs> oh, okay. Help me out here. Oh, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm also curious uh, if someone's starting out in a new home or a new space, what's a great way to start out being organized, making the most of the new space that they're in? A new space is always really exciting, but it can kind of be hard, right? Because it's like, I don't have anything, nothing's together. So I would say just try to be as organized as possible and really just create zones from the beginning. You know, like have a a section for your kitchen stuff, your dining stuff. Even if you have the dining table not set up yet, still in the box, really just put that stuff to the side so you can start functioning in those spaces the way that you intend to. Mm -hmm. And keep your stuff organized. I mean, I when I first moved, I started out with... Um, you know, they have those uh, foldable, uh, like, drawer bins, right? They have those at Dollar Tree. So I got some containers and little uh, foldable drawers from Dollar Tree just to get started, just to organize my stuff and really not have to kind of be dysfunctional 
when I, I really didn't have the time for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't have a week off when I moved. It was like I was flying in from Canada from a business trip, and I had a client that week, so. Oh, my God. Yes, yes, good times. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would definitely say just try to stay as organized as possible. Separate your stuff and kind of create a zone where you can function best in that space. Would you recommend – you? I mean, I guess it depends on the person's financial situation, but would you recommend, like, even if – you uh let's say would you recommend having the person take a lot of stuff from their old apartment i mean obviously if they can't buy new things then you're forced to but if you have the option like would you say for them to keep some of the stuff and then get focus on certain things new and certain things not that's a tough question because i usually recommend my clients let a lot of things go we Mm. are pack rats by nature and we hold on to things for sentiment and not necessarily for functionality Mm -hmm. so you know i might have a cardigan that's my favorite that my grandfather gave me before he died and all the buttons are missing (laughs) and it's you know messed up but i'll keep it for god knows how long because i love it so i would say you know keep the things that you love that are functional Mm -hmm. and buy new things for a new space because like i said new york city apartments are not necessarily uh one size fits all Mm -mm. you know Mm -hmm. that new couch might serve you better than trying to squeeze that old one into a space that just doesn't work for it that's a good point True, because i do feel like we do hang on to things that have meaning as opposed to like let me try something new um but speaking of that do you have I guess what is something surprising or unexpected that someone can do to their home or apartment to kind of like freshen it up or give new life to it? I know you've mentioned like um, having like area rugs and like different lighting lighting, and curtains like pop of color. But what other suggestions would you have? I'm a big fan of painting a space a new color or just decorating a wall. You know, I really fall in love with the corners of my house. I might just buy, you know, those... uh, small sample paint containers and what's really cool is in the last few years the trends have been to just create a splash of color on the wall so someone might just paint a square and a line through it and then that's visual interest and instead of framing art on the wall the wall is the art in the space Mm -hmm. and that can really just make it a place you want to be in a place you want to have people over when you know, we're finally able to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still have some people over. Well, not, but like one or two people. Yeah, yeah. Not I make like everyone a get a COVID test before they come over. And there's a place around the corner that does it. Oh, oh. so they can't even say like, ah, oh, I yeah. don't live nearby. It's too far. No, you're like, no, convenient. you're getting one. That's right. Well, I have uh, some high-risk people in my life, so I can't take a chance. Oh, okay. Okay, no, that that's understandable. <laughs> If somebody uh, was on a tight budget but still wanted to organize or redecorate, what would you suggest that they do or what direction would you give them? Because I know sometimes, especially now, people are like, I'm at home so much. I want to add different things or I want to rearrange things but can't necessarily buy all these new things. So what would they – what should they do? Well, there's a couple things you can do. You can give new life to something old. You know, if it's made out of wood, you can paint it or refinish it, which is a project you can do in a day or hire someone to do it. That's usually something you can hire, like a Fiverr, you know, that site. Yeah. You can hire someone for a quick job, pay them 30 bucks. They'll refresh your furniture for you. I didn't know Fiverr was for, like, the physical jobs. I thought it was, like... Like stuff I think the... it's for all types of jobs. I didn't know. I mean, that's what I've seen. But okay. I know there's some other sites as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think also something you can do, um, I like to take things from other people in my family. So my mom might have something that she's ready to let go of that would fit perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. I also love to thrift shop. 
And, um, you know, I do follow. I don't know how people feel about getting stuff off of the sidewalk in New York City, but, you know, uh, people put things out at 5 o'clock. So mm. at 4.30, I might note. I mean, really, honestly, there's, there's a whole tribe of people who do this. There's an Instagram account called Stooping NYC. And they basically tell you when something's out or just about to go out. And so I've taken furniture from other people. I think, you know, uh, share and share alike. If it doesn't work for you, it might work for me. And if you're on a tight budget and you can't afford a thrift store, you can't afford something and you don't really have someone you can take something else from, you know, just rely on your city to provide. Is that for all of New York or is that for like specifically like Manhattan? Everywhere. Mm. every borough every city staten island long island now listen i personally like to take stuff from manhattan especially towards the more expensive areas but you know it's not something i do often it's just like if i needed something like i would definitely say that my coffee table was something that was in my neighborhood nearby and i was like look at that it's gorgeous it's metal i can wipe it quick (laughs) boom you've seen have you seen my coffee table i don't think so it's big too it's Mm. like five feet by two feet so wow what is something else that you've you found like from stooping nyc let me see let me think um i have a really cool uh bookshelf it was an ikea piece but i got it for free and it's a shoe cabinet but i actually use it to store my files so have you ever seen one of those drop down shoe cabinets they're super slim Mm -hmm. i have that in the corner of my office and i keep all my files in there Nice. I'm going to add Stupid NYC to my hour list because I need a couple new tables. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to see her outside at 5 o'clock. She's ready. (laughs) And and then the other neighbor's going to be like, "Um, what is she doing? You know, I need help bringing this upstairs. (laughs) A lot of times uh, people will honestly post things before it goes outside. So you can probably just contact them. (laughs) Right, right, right. Facebook ads too. Check them out. You know, they're on there. When Tom T has her, what are those things called? Binoculars. Binoculars. Oh yeah, scoping them out. What do you got? I'm looking up my window. Like, what's happening? (laughs) My eyeballs. Um, (laughs) So I know from what you've told me in the past that you have, um, at one point, gutted out uh, renting space. I don't know if it was your apartment or a friend's apartment, and you you um, kind of redesigned it to um, rent out as an Airbnb. It was for a client. For yeah. a client. So I had a client initially want to rent out his bedroom mm-hmm. as an Airbnb. So we cleared out that space and he loved it so much that he ended up buying two more apartments. And yeah, so we just cleared out the spaces and we upgraded it for Airbnbs. And he was running a pretty successful business for a while before COVID hit and he decided to move. Uh, yeah. uh, what? So what tips would you have if someone kind of wanted to like have a side hustle because you know, now with COVID hitting, I think they said last week, like 900,000 people yeah. filed for unemployment. So if someone right now kind of was like, you know, I need some extra money, like what tips would you have if they wanted to kind of, uh, I guess an affordable way to maybe redesign their space and maybe a space they know someone was leaving and kind of have that as an Airbnb for someone else? Uh, I think for starters, just make a solid plan. I mean, I think as much as we love the idea, Airbnb isn't for everyone because it really is a hospitality Mm. situation, right? And so even though someone recognizes it's your home, they will have pretty specific 
requirements and expectations of what's going to be in the space, right? And so our homes are often very personal to us. I have pictures of my family. Yeah. You know, I have personal items that I don't necessarily want other people to see, <laughs> you know, in my bedroom. <laughs> and, That's uh, not part of the decor. Right, right. right. Listen, it could be one of those candles. You know? <laughs> Imagine you go to an Airbnb, pull out a drawer, like, what is this? All right. right. You'd be surprised how often that happens. Yeah, sure. And so, you know, I think really in order to run a successful Airbnb, you have to kind of depersonalize the space a little bit and make sure that all of the necessities are there. So I've seen a lot of people attempt to do this and not have such great results because they kind of just like, you know, okay, I'm going to move this lamp here and now I'm going to do something. Like, you know, upgrade your linens, upgrade your pillows, upgrade the comfort of your home so that someone else can enjoy it and make sure that it's clean enough for someone to enjoy it right yeah so i don't know about you i deep clean about twice a year Mm -hmm. when you have airbnb guests you deep clean after every guest yeah you know especially now tell me about (laughs) it and covid restrictions are pretty specific yeah and if you're not doing it legally airbnb will take half of your profits if not all Wow. Right. So you definitely want to make a plan, make sure you're doing it right, you know, get some uh, nice decor that is neutral but interesting and get some simple pieces of artwork, you know, and take really good photos. That's also really important. Even if you have a small space, I've seen people rent out um, a boat like for Airbnb in New York, too. There's a guy out there. He's <laughs> renting out his boat, and he has, like, a little bed in it. But people really and rent it. And they are aware it's a boat. People know. <laughs> he makes it very clear in the description. This is a boat. Right. It's not a house. There's no heating. But it's an experience. You know, there's but a lot. But there's an Airbnb is that part of Airbnb experiences? Or no, that was that? Because that's it, his <laughs> list. That's separate. Ah, okay. Because there's a separate... Okay, well, where in New York is this in Long Island? I I'm not sure. It's on a pier somewhere. Trying uh, to stay on a boat. Listen, no, 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 you're interested, right? But he has really great photos. Right, the right. the linens are really nice. The bed looks cozy, and so you know you're looking <laughs> at it for a minute, like I'm kind of thinking about it, you know, just to do something different. But the point is, he has it really well put together, and it's right. an accommodating space so you can see even from the photos. I think also he has photos of the location and the pier, and that's a big one. You know, create the experience for people. Let them know what to do. Because in New York City, with COVID going on, it's not really clear. Yeah. So, you know. They can have a staycation. Stay inside. Stay, well, at the on the boat. Oh, yeah. There <laughs> you the go. Pier. <laughs> <laughs> well, because there's a bed, so it must be a thing that's kind of closed up. It's just a bed. But a section where it's closed. There's a door. And a bed. Wait, hold, I need, hold gonna, I need to see this. I need to see I'm this. Gonna send you I'm the trying to envision. It. So there's a boat. It's a, a small pier. boat. On you a go pier. inside. There, you open the back door. Yes. And then you go inside, and there's like nowhere to walk. It's a very tiny boat. You just go inside and you cuddle up. It's almost like a tiny. I was thinking uh, of cabin. a little bit bigger of yeah. a boat. I was thinking of like a small yacht, maybe. I haven't seen that on Airbnb <laughs> yet. But listen, if you have ideas, I'll go half with you on that investment. <laughs> or at least maybe a little section where you can, a little kitchen or something. I was. Nope. We need to see this. this <laughs> yeah. Posting. But I mean, that's the point that I'm trying to make, you know, that really you can turn almost any space, any square footage, any extra room that you have into an Airbnb opportunity if you do it right. Mm-hmm. So I want, I'm curious. I mean, I haven't been traveling for a bit because of COVID, but I'm getting back to this this year. I can't go, yeah, can't go yeah. much longer without right, not right, traveling. Right. At least right. in New Jersey or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
no. I mean, I've, actually, I've been to like uh, Boston and uh, DC since COVID because that was a smaller trip, wow. but I haven't gone on a plane. However, I guess I'm curious, and this would be really helpful to me about kind of traveling organization hacks. Like, how do you stay organized? How do you make the most out of like a small suitcase? I remember when I went to Cuba and they recommended that we bring something that we, we don't need to check, but mm -hmm. we were going to be there for like eight days. And my friend was like, what? Like, yeah. I want to have options. And then the woman was like, no, you shouldn't because... You could be waiting in the airport forever. It's yeah. Cuba, and we we did it, but it was several years ago, and I don't remember exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> you made it work somehow. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you know, I think to stay organized, for sure, you know, I, I do take a carry-on. I never check a bag just because I don't believe in paying extra for what I'm already paying for. The same way. Um, Even if you're going on, like, a two-week trip? I went to Japan for two weeks and took a carry-on only. Mm. that's impressive well ladies i also want you to understand you can have a purse on top of your carry-on so yes. i make sure to carry a messenger bag uh you carry even a back like a backpack right they sometimes they'll ask you to check it but mm. if it looks if it's strapped across they do dictate that it's a purse and then they'll let okay. you technically take two bags so i'll do that uh for sure i'll just make sure that the bags i choose are really spacious and light so that i can just deal with that one i i use packing cubes which is a huge, huge, huge space saver for me. I roll my um, clothing uh, nice and tight in these packing cubes. And then what they do is they have a double zipper. So it compresses your clothes, right? Mm. So it compresses them nice and tight. I also use the Ziploc compression bags. So mm. I don't know if you've seen those, but it takes all the air yeah, out. Right, and they yeah. have travel sizes. So you can just roll it, roll it, roll it. Mm -hmm. And it'll take four sweaters and turn them into, you know, the thickness of maybe two laptops. Hmm. So, you know, check them out. I think there's a brand, uh, Eagle Creek. I like them. You can find them at REI. They even sell them at the container store. And hmm. they come in a lot of fun colors. So you can separate, you know, yours from your neighbors. I am the same exact way. When I travel, I like to be, I, I want it to be a very easy and smooth experience. Yeah. So I make sure to, to pack where I don't have to check in any bags. Yeah. I want to go in, mm -hmm. go, you know, check in on my phone online, go through security, get on the plane. Boom. Get off the plane. Right. Go to my, like, I wanted to make it as seamless and easy as possible when yeah. I travel. So, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah. One other question to add on to that. When you're there, mm -hmm. especially in, you know, like a, a really – I'm sure Japan. You said Japan, right? I did, yeah. It was very hectic. <laughs> it was. So how do you stay, manage to stay organized? Or also when, like, you're not used to the surroundings and, mm -hmm. like, maybe in your room, it won't look the same as when you're, like, in an American – hotel that you're used to where right. like things may be hidden or you're not a hundred percent like what do i use this for yes. where is this well i heard the toilet is very different right in japan and the entire bathroom <laughs> situation is a little bit different than what we're used <laughs> just to just right? a little bit don't they if have it's... it like sunk in right they have the toilet if it's sunk a in very in traditional japanese uh place then yes there is no toilet there is a beautiful like receptacle in the ground and you squat you do. You squat. I saw that Leg before. day all day. <laughs> Leg day all day. <laughs> Forget the working out when you're in Japan. No, no, no. They they have mountainous terrain. It's it's you know you could just squat and get your legs day. In. You have but, to be very cautionary about what you eat. If I'm squat, gonna be squatting. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. I didn't consider that at the time. I mean, I was familiar with the cuisine, but I'll consider that the next place I travel. I'm but, like, God damn, I gotta go back to the so. Successful. There's only that. <laughs> In the bathroom. Uh, there's toilet paper. But there's only the <laughs> hole and that's that. Yeah. 
Sometimes, um, if it's a handicap stall, there'll be a bar so you can hold on to. So I'm not ashamed <laughs> to say that I typically use that one fast because <laughs> no, I need to hold on. You know, no, that that's true, and that's that and squatting. that's like almost everywhere. It's not right. like oh, in like a nicer <laughs> place. No, it's be- not everywhere. It's it's just more traditional. So yeah. they have a lot of places that accommodate American tourists. But usually if it's a more, like I went to a public park and I got an ice cream and then, you know, after about an hour I needed to use the facilities. So I I was kind of at a loss. Like I was just, you know, I felt like I was in a murder room. I was just like, what do I do here? But, you know, <laughs> eventually uh, someone walked by and kind of like, I was just standing there I'm with crying. the popsicle stick, like, what do I do? And they, they kind of let me know, like, listen, just do your best. Don't fall and squat. But <laughs> roll it back to your question. You know, when you're in a space that's kind of different, one thing that I definitely do, I take collapsible bags with me everywhere because I end up carrying more and more. You know, they even have those ones with like tiny drawstring. People use them as like shopping bags here. And I'll just carry that around because I'll end up collecting maps. I'll write little notes of different words in the language so I could show it to someone else. Like, um, toilet. Toilet what? Don't go there, Scott. Where is it? You know, where's the toilet? So, uh, you know, I definitely try to carry around as much as possible. I carry my own teas. You know, I carry... Um, yeah, that's smart. Honestly, this may be weird, but I carry a bag of chickpea flour everywhere I travel <laughs> just because I can make a lot of stuff out of it. I'm vegan, so, you know, I always oh, like to eat. I love chickpeas. <laughs> I do like chickpeas, but yeah. I just can't picture bringing flour around. Well, you can mix it with water and seasonings and make a lot of stuff. You can make Burmese tofu. You can make, you know, patties if you add a sweet potato. Mm. I, I don't – I like to cook. I like to rent Airbnbs myself when I travel. Mm-hmm. I like to make my own food, so I might oh, bring my own seasonings, stuff like okay. that. And especially when I'm out, I might not want to try something weird. So I might just be like, give me a plate of rice and I got some hot sauce in my bag for that. So, you know. <laughs> Interesting. Hmm. That's, That's pretty cool. Smart. Yeah. I remember Resourceful. when. Resourceful. It is. I remember when I went to, to Italy a couple, well, several years ago and the bathroom was like a foot. Like oh the shower was like a foot wide. It was so tiny. So you had to like shimmy in. I was like, how? Are, <laughs> I was just like, how are other like shapely people gonna take showers? It's like I'm tiny, but I was like, I could barely fit in there. It was like, but it was great. It was great. Besides that, besides besides that. the tiny shower, yes. <laughs> okay. Well, it's actually on my uh, list of places to go. I've always wanted to check it out. You should go. My mom went last year, and she decided not to take me. But uh, oh, no. what part of Italy did she go to? Uh, she went to Venice, which she said wasn't uh, the experience that she thought it was. She said it was a lot of walking and yeah. uh, limitations. Um, she went to Rome. And honestly, most of her pictures were of stores because she likes to shop. So yeah. that was why she was there. Uh, she did show me uh, the Trevi Fountain. Is that right? I don't remember her name, but I know, <laughs> but I know where you're talking about because I did take a picture. You definitely know where because yeah. she's not good with directions. <laughs> I'm not, but no, I I know it's a very popular fountain in in Italy because I I took a picture there. I just don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly where it was. You said it was several years ago. Yeah, it was, but the experience was good. Did you go to Florence? That's where I'd like to go. Okay. I went to Florence. What I loved about Florence is like cobblestone everywhere, and I what I love about Italy in general is yeah. that they. I love that there's a lot of historic like mm. value and just um it mirrors a lot of their their old historic buildings and okay. then it's recreated into like schools like a castle will be 
recreated into like a school. So I love that their history is like very prominent everywhere mm. you go. But what I liked about Florence is like it felt a little bit like New York City, except you have people from all like cultures there because they literally had like the guys selling the bags on the street. Oh, <laughs> so it felt like a mini like 125th Street. I was like, wait, because I was, I think, like 22 or 23 at the time. I was like, wait, this looks very familiar. Nice, so yeah, nice. Italy's great. Okay. Everyone should go. I I recommend. <laughs> I feel like have to check that out. A yeah. lot of places in Europe are how how you said like they use like a, a old historical building yep. and turn it into something else. Like they preserve it. I yes. feel like that's a lot of like also in um in Spain. I feel like that was a lot like similar arc not architecture but similar in that they kept the historic feel depending on where right. you go exactly. Uh, which is nice because they I, have all those cobblestone streets. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's so. I just beautiful. feel like anywhere outside of the U.S. is <laughs> is gorgeous and beautiful. Not so we much. We have US. some nice places. Places like parts of California are very nice. Yeah, very beautiful compared to Italy. (laughs) (laughs) Given given what we what we have here, yeah, I don't think anything can compare. (laughs) No, Um, I feel like to me, I feel like now thinking about it, it's like the U.S. is like basic home, and Europe is like dreamy and luxurious. You know what I mean? But I feel like for me, U.S. has always been basic compared to other countries well hold on now there's a trade-off here somewhere that i think maybe you're not considering uh like running water and electricity (laughs) and central air yes we're spoiled services certain things i think i was thinking more of like the scenery oh yeah yeah but no no essentials yeah utilities we get that in the bag services (laughs) and utilities i want to say so i i was speaking i have friends who live who are uh living abroad because that's where they're from and it's funny that here like we complain if like not complain but we get irritated if like something isn't fixed right away and like you tell someone overseas and they're like oh, the person's going to come when they feel like it. I don't know why you're getting so upset. Like, I just feel like um, customer service mm, is very oh different God. overseas. I think also yeah, because... Depends on where. They're, like, more... It also depends on what it is. Yeah. Like, certain things, like, I feel like if in, like, the bathroom or the shower or, like, oh, yeah. some things, like, you need you need that. But if there's something else in the apartment that needs to get fixed, it's just funny because I do feel like services yeah. in majority of places are are pretty, like, I wouldn't say top-notch, but they're pretty, I guess, at a certain level. And mm-hmm. you go overseas, certain places they're more laxed about it. Yeah. Um, or if they have a service, it's very basic. You're not getting anything extra. Or, like, that's yeah. the one thing you notice when you do go abroad. A lot of places don't have AC. Mm-hmm. Even yes. if it's a nice area. Like, I stayed in um, Portugal, and I think I was an Airbnb. Yeah. And I assumed that I'd have um, <laughs> air conditioning. And then I was there in September, and I was... Not the happiest. Let's right, just put right, it that right. way. But you get you get used to it. You're on vacation. I don't yeah, mind. Sure. I don't mind if I'm in a place for six months. I need air conditioning. Oh, yeah, of if I'm in a place for a week or two, I'm okay. I'll be fine. But um, yeah, no, it's just it's different. They're also used to it. I feel yeah. like it's not like a thing. Like oh my god, we don't have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, here, they're used to yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Here it's like you don't have air conditioning. Yeah. What? So it's just different. Uh-huh. I think it's really just about like what it takes for you to have a good quality of life. Okay. Sure. That is a great point. Um, so you spoke about earlier, well, you are an interior designer. So what would you say is the most challenging part about being an interior designer, especially amid COVID? 
Sure, sure. Well, I think uh, in general, one of the challenging things about being an interior designer is that people have like really great visions for their spaces. And especially, you know, with HGTV and Pinterest and different blogs, people are getting more savvy about what they want and what works for them. But they're not always sure about how that happens or perhaps what it may cost to have something like that. You know, you want a glass knobs on your door in every single door of your apartment that might be pretty costly it'll be beautiful but is that really something you want to pay for and as well I think especially during COVID people are just not really clear on time frames it was always an extraneous process to design this home especially an entire home you know a sofa could take three months to come if you don't pick it up from Ikea it could take six months you know Mm -hmm. a contractor could take two weeks to build something for you and so I think people really don't have a grasp of how long it can take to create something like that, you know, because we are building an idea from scratch. Uh, But especially during COVID, I think the main challenge for people is they really, um, I think their needs don't always come at the forefront of their aesthetic tastes. Mm. So I'm all about functionality in my design. As we talked about organization storage and just, you know, overall vibe of your space, I think not being able to stub your toe is more important than having that gorgeous coffee table that you saw <laughs> in the window somewhere. Right. You know, and so I think it, it's just really about putting together something that is beautiful and cohesive and that works right. with what you have, what your budget is, what your square footage is, and, you know, what your needs are. Hmm. So so what are um, most of your clients, like where are they from? Are they from, like, the inner city or from the suburbs? Are they from, like, different like areas of the u.s right here in Mm. new york city yeah so uh, i started my business i actually chose the name tiny studio design when you google new york city apartments those are the three words that come up the most Hmm. right because we have these small spaces and we're not sure how to design them a lot of people move into studios when they first move into new york city yes and you know they really want to spruce it up i'm a city girl myself like i said and so i really relate to people's needs in new york but also this year i'm actually branching out to other international businesses for mm. Airbnb. Yeah. Oh, cool. Nice. So I've previously run an Airbnb service where I design your space or redesign it for hospitality reasons. And now we're branching out into more international spaces so mm. that we can replicate that experience for Americans nice. uh, overseas. So let's see if we can get some air conditioners. <laughs> That's dope. Where are the places? Uh, so right now we're looking at Puerto Rico and we're looking at DR. Oh, nice. Mm. She's been there. <laughs> I've been there. Puerto Rico is nice, too. Yeah. Good. It's exciting. Mm. Uh, this is more of a general question, but uh, what advice would you give uh, to anyone who's looking to s- pursue their own business even during COVID? Do it. Do it immediately. Don't think twice. Get started right away. This is a glorious opportunity that the entire world has had to slow down and really take stock of like I said, quality of life and what works for you. And, you know, if you have a business idea, especially, you know, uh, mentioned earlier that so many people are unemployed, you know, pursue it. When I first started my business that first year, I was working uh, two jobs and I did it at night. Every night I worked on contracts and forms and figuring out what prices I was going to charge and what I would do, what I couldn't do, what was in my wheelhouse, what my goals were. And, you know, from there, from that entire year, Year two, day one, I was able to take on my first client. Wow. 
just to clarify, so the tiny studio design, is that your full time? It is, yes. Oh, okay, cool. And then you're doing, you're trying to do the Airbnb thing internationally, also, right? Yeah, but that's also a part of that's the same a part business. of your business. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. Thanks. Do you have people who work for you? I have freelance assistants that I work with. Mm-hmm. Okay, who support my business? Cool. Yeah. So I don't have any employees on the books, so you know, don't get me in trouble with the IRS. <laughs> but <laughs> I am sending out all the proper tax forms before the end of the month to all the freelancers I have worked with and independent contractors who uh, build things for me. And nice. My clients, yeah. How did you meet like these freelancers? Was it people you already knew, like in the business, or you kind of met them through like networking? A little bit of both. I would say I definitely pulled my network, my immediate network for people. But, you know, I do have a challenge working with friends sometimes because that can get in the way of business if you don't have the same business mindset and Mm -hmm. goals. Mm -hmm. So I have used Fiverr in the past. I have also gone to networking events and I'm a part of a networking group. So I've really just reached out to different people for, you know, recommendations on people they trust who do a good job. Did you go to school for design? I did, yes. Oh, what school did you go to? I went to the Art Institute of New York City, and I studied interior design there, and then I continued. I actually did an online degree on kitchen and bath design. Oh, cool. And then I worked uh, for different organizations there, and one of the things about being an interior designer who's certified, you have to continue your education endlessly, so. Nice. That's dope. Very cool that you can do it full time. Yeah. I know it took uh, me five years. I was in those small feet. I know started, T though. and I would would love to be doing you know this full time. Oh yeah, I know. I see that happening, yeah. but it's just, it's just like it's, I think consistency is is the key thing sure. to do. But I definitely I don't plan to be working at a desk all my life. That was that. very depressing to me. Um, but to close, we did ask our followers on Instagram, um, what is one do-it-yourself or organization hack that has changed your space. Mm -hmm. And some of our followers did say um, use wall space as much as possible. Um, Raising my bed created extra storage space, which I I hear that a lot. Yeah. I hear that a lot. Um, And I know one of our friends personally... um, to kind of like transform her workspace or to make it a little easier for her to work, she used an ironing board as a as her office desk. That's innovative. <laughs> yeah. So and she had like all I think like two monitors or something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was um really creative. And then there was one more uh oh um one of our other followers suggested to get an IKEA dresser that opens up this box of an apartment. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh okay. <laughs> Um, yeah so those were the um main suggestions from our followers so is there any last minute things that you want to share about your your business um to our followers uh absolutely so for your followers i actually have a promo code that they can use oh you guys Uh, listening (laughs) when we post this for 10 (laughs) percent off any service on my business site the code is t spilled 21 I like that, right? And that is so cute. That'll be going on for 21 days. So is it all lowercase? Awesome. All capital. Okay, so T spilled, E-D? E-D. 21, you said? 21. That is really dope. All right, T spilled 21. Awesome. Oh. 
Well, thank you so much, Lavender Tea. <laughs> thank you for having for blessing me. us. Because I feel like we all need these hacks and or the, everything you share with us. Because I feel like it's the little things, like when you mentioned, like the lighting and the area rug or right. a pop of color or like different motivational things. It can things. change the mood in the space. Yeah, it can change the mood and your mentality, especially having to, you kind of rooted and cemented in kind of being at home. Right. And we don't really know for how long at this point, even though I think things are getting better, but we're not sure. One can only hope. Right. <laughs> but I, I know Ogre and I are traveling somewhere this yes, year. Yes, we are. That is a We all a fact. spoke about that. But yeah, I mean, the one thing I will say to her is I think that prior to COVID, yeah, you. I thought about things. Oh, I like this artwork. Oh, I like this here and there. But yeah. I feel like now that we're home, it's like you can have that whole vision yeah. of, okay, how do I really want this space to look? And how is it going to work with I'm here all the time? So right. I want to be able to relax. But I also need to be Monday through Friday focused on what I need to do. That's right. Put exactly. up one of those pictures of uh, your travels. Yes. Yeah, you should. Uh, I should have so many. That's one thing I feel like I did. I always... Yeah bought artwork yes or, or even when i traveled i would buy art, artwork or take pictures so yeah i have so much stuff and i feel like i'm trying to create a space where it's not so much where there's not pictures everywhere right, right. Yeah. so i gotta kind of figure out like where can i fit this in where it doesn't look like excessive to me at least i know some people love that stuff well i'd be happy to help if you'd have me <laughs> and uh, i do have some free tips on my blog if you okay. want to check it out my website is tinystudiodesign.com and you can check out the blog tinystudiodesign.com slash blog nice uh thank you again for sharing everything that you know with us um, What's the promo code again? Spilled tea. Oh, I thought it was 21. tea spilled. It is tea spilled. Are oh. you triggering? <laughs> I'm like, how you don't know your own code? Oh, no. Uh, okay, she, what is it? It's spilled tea. 21. 21. Okay. We, we'll I make thought sure it was we include, We'll make sure that we include that. Let me write it down. Okay. Uh, we'll include that. And it goes for 21 days. I'll and tell we'll, you what. I'll make them both the codes. Either Perfect. one, spelled T or T spelled okay. 21, I'll give you 10% Either off any way service I like on it. the business. Perfect. Perfect. So Thank you. For our listeners, if you haven't already, please follow us on the Tea Room Pod. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. Um, and also, if you want to hear us on different platforms, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. And we are also um, on SoundCloud. So, thank you for listening. Keep sipping. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.